Eric, and of course, Numbers USA. USA have been there for a very long time, chronicling what's happening on the southern border. The good times and the bad, largely now quite bad. You talk about threats to uh, democracy and election interference. It's happening right now on the southern southern border. The numbers are beyond unbelievable. But first, we must describe the problem before we can seek solutions. Chris Shemelensky has been with Numbers USA for a long time. It's a great website when it comes to discovering what is happening at the southern border. And Chris Shemelensky, welcome again to the Bill Cunningham Show. As we get started, can you describe to the American people, just generally speaking, the scope of the problem on the southern border and to a lesser extent on the northern border? Yeah, well, probably a lot of folks have seen the images on their TV screens or across social media, so they, they probably have a good idea, but just to, to, to attach some numbers to it, in, in August, the administration reported that it made 4,000 encounters of unauthorized migrants, in other words, illegal aliens trying to enter the United States, whether crossing the border illegally or coming through ports of entry. That's a record. We haven't seen that number. We haven't seen a number that high. Uh, and the, the scary thing about this is that we did see a temporary dip in the numbers in late May, early June, after the administration wind down Title 42. Uh, but it's ramped back up to these record-level numbers. And what it just tells you is that, in all likelihood, uh, the drug cartels are really kind of orchestrating everything that's happening down there, probably sat back to wait and see exactly what the new administration's policies were going to be. And once they saw that... The U.S. was still going to welcome people into the country illegally with open arms. They started to ramp back up the numbers again. So that's the situation that we're currently in. And, Chris, you talk about a big business. It appears, according to HHS, the drug cartel, Sinaloa and others, make about a uh, something in the range of a billion dollars a month uh, from their activities. It's either 3000 5000 or 10000 per person. If a mother comes across with three children, one must be turned over to the drug cartel for human trafficking and get the other two in. Uh, you can you can walk up to a Border Patrol entry site and register, in a sense, claim the magical words needing political refugee status or go in between. And if you do that, uh, supposedly, you're going to have to wait five years to apply, but not really. Just walk up to someone in Border Patrol somewhere in Milwaukee or Provo, Utah or Cincinnati, Ohio, and, and get a date. Uh, we talk about the massive criminality. Uh, fentanyl is killing over 100,000 Americans. We are funding the drug cartels. There's millions and millions of rapes and kidnappings taking place on the southern border. To say nothing of hundreds of deaths, either you pay with your body or you pay with something else to get into the country. And, and I look at this, uh, Title 42, of course, did what it was supposed to do, but that failed miserably. And so is there, I guess when I have you on and I have other experts on the southern border, I say, give me some hope. Yeah, give me hope. We're at the end of the fiscal year now in the United States. Uh, can you give the American people any hope that the southern border will ever get under control and be a legal entry point for those that we want to come into the country. Can you give us hope? Well, you know, I think it, it looks like Congress, at least on the House side, uh, they're standing strong that they want to attach some sort of border security funding or border security provisions onto this upcoming budget battle that they're, they're, they're heading into. Um, the Senate isn't quite cooperating right now. Senate Republicans aren't quite cooperating. 
but starting to get a growing number of Senate Republicans who are who are saying, yeah, you know what, maybe we should add some border security provisions to the continuing resolution to keep the government open beyond the weekend. So there might be some hope from Congress. The problem is, in all likelihood, I don't see it really getting through the Senate, even if they are successful in getting some anything meaningful through the Senate. Uh, and then you could always risk a, a veto from from President Biden. So unfortunately, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, <laughs> but I don't think things are really going to change until we have a new administration in the White House. And that's not going to happen until January 2025 at the absolute soonest. And Chris Shemolinsky of Numbers USA, now we have Democrats, including Mayor Adams, saying about three weeks ago, this is ruining New York City. The mayor of Chicago has not figured things out yet. But all these sanctuary cities and states, when the Democratic Party itself and its leadership says this cannot continue, maybe it will not continue. But I think there's so much money to be made by the Sinaloa drug cartels and others. There's so many, so much flow coming. Well, one poll I saw said there's a hundred million more coming. I said 100 million more over the next 10 years. And it's largely unstoppable unless we have a border wall. Unless we have uh, the U.S. Army on the southern border, unless we stop it, unless we get Mexico itself involved in making sure that no one can walk through their country, the long trek from the trilateral countries in Central America to uh, El Paso. It's about an 800-mile trek through jungles and dirt and dust. Unless the Mexican government itself stops it on their southern border, there's nothing to stop 100 million. And so if in 10 years from now, I would have Chris Shemolinsky on, and this continues in the range of 10 million a year coming into this country. And we have 100 million more on top of the 20 to 30 million already here. Can you give us some prediction what America looks like then with an additional 100 million people for the schools and the hospitals and the roads and the bridges and the usage? Can you tell me what America looks like with 100 million more coming into this country over the next 10 years? It'd be devastating for the United States, but I would think that if if we start to see quantities of that size, I think something would change at that point in time. I think you're starting to see Democrats, especially in polling, they're starting to they're they're starting to move a little bit on this illegal immigration issue. You know, for the most part, they they seem to jump onto the company line that Democrats have been pushing for such a long time that, oh, we need comprehensive immigration reform, which usually means amnesty for everybody hears illegally, and then just pretty much expand legal immigration to a point where nobody would have to come illegally anymore because there will be green cards for everybody who, who wants to come. So that's, that's sort of been the, the company line for the Democrats, but you're starting to see voters, we're starting to see that in the polling, that voters are starting to shift. And I think, you know, some of these national polls from you know, Washington Post, ABC News, finding that Trump has a nine-point lead over Biden and a large part of it is, one, because of inflation, but number two, because of immigration. If the Biden administration believes that it'll be impossible for them to win in 2024 unless they make a change in their border policies, uh, you know, they're not going to change. But I think we could get to a point where it's just the, the numbers are so devastating for Biden that if he wants to continue to, 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 to be in office and remain in power, he's going to have to stop the flow, which he can. He can do a couple of things that will immediately turn off the flow of illegal immigration into the country. Let me write them down. Give me one, two, and maybe three. If Chris Shemolinsky's the POTUS 
and you see what's happening, the rapes, the robberies, the kidnappings, the drug importation, the destruction of the rule of law, uh, schools filling up with illegals, uh, you have uh, hospitals, et cetera, jobs, et cetera. It's, it's awful. Give me the one, two, and three of Numbers USA to stop this. If you're, if you're Biden, what do you do now? Yeah, I think number one has to be remain in Mexico. We saw the Trump administration do that. They came up with a concept. It worked successfully. It was in place for the first month or two under the Biden administration before they rolled it back. And essentially what that would do is anybody who tries to enter the United States, instead of the administration catching them, releasing them into the United States with instructions to report to an ICE office or to appear before an immigration judge, it would make them wait in Mexico until that court date appeared. Um, so that's powerful. What that's doing is that's telling them you're not going to get to stay in the United States if you cross the border illegally, because that's the message now. If you cross illegally, we're going to catch you. We're going to get your name and information. Then we're going to release you into the United States. So I think that's the number one thing that has to happen. Number two, I think we have to strengthen our 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 asylum, our asylum laws here. Uh, the, the asylum law is actually strong and appropriate. The problem is, is the credible fear standard that re- needs to be met in order to enter into asylum is way below the actual asylum standard. So we have a number of people that are entering in asylum claims who aren't actually going to be able to receive asylum because they don't qualify. Third, I think we have to end this administrative abuse of parole. What the Biden administration is doing is they're catching people and then they're paroling them into the United States. They're allowing them they're, they're protecting them from deportation, and they're giving them work permits and allowing them to stay and work here in the United States. That's way beyond the scope of parole that Congress approved for the administration to use, at least in my opinion. So I think you need to end that abuse. Lastly, I'm going to give you a fourth mandatory verify, because eventually we've got a lot of people in the country illegally already, and a lot of people who have come in over the last 30 months. Some of them have work permits. Some of them don't. Eventually, those work permits are going to expire. E-Verify is a tool that ensures that employers, new hires, are authorized to work in the United States. If you have that in place, once their work permits expire, they're no longer going to be able to hold a job here in the U.S. What about the issue of declaring war on the drug cartels and tell Mexico that that's a clear and present danger to the survivability of this country? The fentanyl crisis, the ingredients are brewed and communist right china then shipped to sinaloa and then brought across the southern border what about the issue of i hear holly and cruz and others talk about declaring war on the sinaloa drug cartels etc and and to put them out of business militarily what about that i i think that's certainly an option but i also believe that you know if you the, the cartels have shifted so much of their activity now to human smuggling because they're making so much money off of it if the u.s takes that away from them, takes that 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 security of business away from them so they can't make money on smuggling people in the U.S. anymore because they're not going to allow people to enter the country illegally. Then the cartels will probably go back to drug running, but you've freed up Border Patrol to try to apprehend them. So we can, well, our defenses to stop it coming across the border illegally are strengthened if you do that. So you may not need to take that extreme step of going to war with the drug cartels if you simply stop the people from coming in. Um, but, yeah, something has to be done with the, with the cartels down there and the dangerous drugs that are coming into the country. Uh, you know, I think it's both a domestic policy issue. I think we've got to deal with it internally, get people to stop using these dangerous drugs. At the same time, we, we've got to deal with the source. 
Uh, and there's a number of different ways that you can go about it. But I think the number one thing you do, stop the flow of illegal migration in the United States, and that cuts off a, a huge revenue stream for them. And, of course, the big thing is remain in Mexico because a person who has a credible claim for a political asylum has probably gone through a few countries before they get to this one. And the Trumpster said, well, if that's the case, you must apply in Mexico or you must apply in Nicaragua before you come here. And you can't apply in this country and then wait for your hearing date two to ten years from now. And that policy by itself would have a significant impact. But what are the odds of uh, the liberal socialistic Democrats, which is uh, really Barack Hussein Obama is the president uh, behind the behind the curtain. It's not Joe Biden. All of the Obama staffers that work for Barack Hussein Obama now work for Biden. They're running the government and they do not. Up to this point, it's been almost three years. They have not implemented remain in Mexico, the most effective and they got rid of it, and that's what has to happen. And as you said, Chris Shemelinsky, unless the Democrats themselves say, look, we're going to lose to this guy, the ABC News poll last Sunday had him up 10 points over Joe Biden, 10 points, and that's sent shockwaves through the political Democratic establishment saying this guy can't win. We've indicted him 92 times. We're not going to seize all of his business assets and distribute them to the state of New York. We're going to bankrupt him, put him in prison, and he's still going to win the presidency? Are you kidding me? Maybe that panic would cause it to happen. Well, Chris Shemelinski, we got to run, but once again, can you tell the American people your website if they need more information? Sure, they can visit us numbersusa.com. We're also across all the social media platforms at Numbers USA. You at Numbers USA. All right, Chris Shemelinski, thank you very much. Thank you. All right, let's continue with more. And, of course, uh, it's obvious what the solutions are, but the Democratic Party, being a sanctuary city, sanctuary state party, are reticent to impose these uh, Trump-era measures to stop the illegal flow of drugs and criminality into this country because... They've built kind of their, their their monument to socialism on the idea that we're sanctuary city, sanctuary state, and they repeat constantly uh, the words on the base of the Statue of Liberty. So we must go a different direction. If we don't go that direction, according to polling, there's about 100 million citizens around the world who want to come to this country. And uh, Joe Biden slash Obama have made it so easy that uh, many have already planned their trip. I watched last night on CNN and there was a large uh, thousands and thousands on the southern border of Mexico coming up on trains and planes and walking to come into this country. And once you get here, you get room service and hotels, you get telephones, you get medical care, and you get a report date in five or ten years from now to have a hearing. And everyone knows those hearings are never going to take place. So let's continue with more. The line becomes available, 513-749-7000. Bill Cunningham, News Radio 700, WLW. When I need a quick pick-me-up on a busy day, I pour myself a cold glass of Mr. Squeak's 100% mouse milk from grass-fed mice milked by tiny hands. Mm-mm. Now that's good mouse milk. The perfect drink for Eddie and Rocky. Mouse milk is a protein-packed thirst quencher. Eddie and Rocky are your good time quencher with one-of-a-kind interviews, amazing guests, and plenty of laughs. Eddie and Rocky, this afternoon at 3 on 700 WLW. Foot and ankle pain can ruin your day. Even simple activities like walking and standing can make the pain worse. Don't let it dominate.